like I'm on the Heisman watch. That's gotta be what would describe, symbolize I've got. Skill, four times the talent around me. Desmond Howard playing for Howard, just tell me how can I be stopped? This Allen Ivy at an Ivy cottage. They can't check me. I don't practice my class too hard. Nigga, me, my swag is grown. Okay, 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 okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Eric Lyons. And this is episode 107 of Electrified. Man, how's everybody doing today, man? Happy Tuesday. I hope everybody had a great weekend. I hope, you know, we're all doing good. I hope we're all being safe, wearing our masks and, uh, Washing our hands, man. You know the vibes, man. Stay safe during the pandemic. But NBA playoff basketball is here, man. So you know, you know we're going to get deep into that and into today's and tonight's matchups. Uh, going to do a small recap on yesterday's game. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I did not watch any basketball yesterday. I think I watched the last quarter of the Mavs and Clippers game. So I really do not have much for you on those games i'm sorry all right i know i did not do my job but it's okay because i'll be watching the games today so i got i'll be able to give you my predictions um and everything so yeah man i'm gonna give you a full you know in-depth discussion on today's matchups uh and everything like that but we're gonna also we're gonna start off with nfl talk and we'll get to the uh the playoffs and everything after so back half so let's start off man let's get right into things you know i don't want to you know draw this out so let's start off with some a couple things you know a couple headlines a few headlines going on around the nfl let's start off with some money talk man we got some bag talk to discuss man it, it, it is indeed bag season you better get you one so let's start off with my guy george kittle out there in San Francisco, man, let me tell you something, man. Kittle deserved every every dollar of this this five year seventy five million dollar extension. I'll I'll tell you what the seventy five million dollar play was. It was that game down there in New Orleans where he just decided to walk down the field, stiff arm a, a couple people along the way, and and drive the forty nine ers into field goal range and win that game. That was that was it right there. But um, George Kittle was one of the best blockers. Uh, if not, no, I'll I take that back. He is the best blocking tight end in football, in my opinion. And he, he had a hell of a season last year. You know, his first three years, he made under $2 million. So this extension was definitely well-deserved and, and, you know, well-waited for. I will say that, you know, this was a deal that needed to get done. The the uh, almost said the Titans, wow, because I'm talking about Titans. The 49ers needed to get this deal done now. I think this was a deal that they knew they needed to get done because this offense is it's a a run first offense, of course. You know, game managed by Jimmy G, but uh, George Kittle was a big part of the run game, and you know he also performs well in the pass game. So get your tight ends paid, man. Uh, we got Travis Kelsey. Uh, oh wait, back to, back to the Kittle deal. Excuse me, this makes him the highest paid tight end in NFL history. So. Big, big bag, man. Congratulations to George Kittle. Um, I got Travis Kelsey. Four years, five, um, wow. Four years, $57.5 million extension with the Kansas City Chiefs. Travis, uh, you know, TK's 30 years old now, so 
you know, he, he's getting paid what he's deserved at the position. He's already had his big, big payday, but this right here was good money for him. You know, um, I guess Kalo look at this and figure out where home is. No. Was that too soon or did, or did that go over your heads? Some of y'all going to get that one. Some of y'all going to get that one, man. Look, man, and, and Caleb been acting up on the gram like something serious since that happened. Like, you, like, I've been, I see you. I see you. I see you. They might not see you, but I see you. Let me stop fucking myself in trouble, man. Um, <laughs> look, man, y'all see it. If y'all ain't seeing it, I'll show it to you. But. Um, you know, TK get paid, and I say I say this all the time. I say Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in football. He's also the best pass catching uh, tight end in football as well. That's how I feel about that. Uh, but with his bag, with with what he did, this was really interesting. Great, great story that I read. Um, and I, you know, I saw him post it on Instagram. But he took some of that money and copped a building in Kansas City, so the inner city kids can study STEM, you know, science, uh, what is it, science, something, something, math, stuff like that, like science, you know, science careers, everything, you know, it's a big computer lab and everything, so something for the kids, man, get to keep the kids focused off the streets and doing something constructive, so big shout out to Travis Kelsey for giving back and actually giving back, not just donating to a charity, a faceless charity, um, you know, that's something I was thinking about the other day and I don't like being this guy, but it's just like, you know, we see people and, 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 uh, different, different, uh, celebrities and, you know, us, we, we've donated, we've seen people donate to charities, you know, like people are donating to black lives matter, right? And like millions of dollars, but where's that money going? What is that money you, you being used to do? What is that money funding? I, I I always wanted to know. I've always like uh, these past couple of years, I've seen all these donations given to Black Lives Matter, the movement, and wh- who who was collecting this money, and where is this money going? These are legit questions. I'm not trying to be um, smart. I'm not trying to be funny or make it seem like you know there's the money. You know people are just. Uh, at least they're doing something What have you done Like that's not I'm not here to do that I'm just like What is the money being used for Legit questions I'm sure I can do some research And maybe figure something out But To my knowledge what, I, I have no clue So to see An athlete Actually Give back And, and we see how The money's You know What the money is being used for And we You know We see that it'll make an impact it just feel it feels better for me, you know. I I feel more comfortable with that rather than you know just donations. I don't think you know depending on what it is, depending on what the charity the charity is, or like you know if you donate to somebody's GoFundMe, like a family's GoFundMe, and it's legit. Okay, cool. You know they 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 use the the money for what they need or want whatever you know the case may be. But when we're just donating. Dumping money into these some of these sketchier, uh, faceless charities. It's like, well, what what are the what are we using the money for, and and where's you know where are they showing that they're using that money for a certain purpose? You know, that's that's all I had. 
that's all. That's just how I feel about you know that stuff. But once again, man, congratulations, Travis Kelsey on this big extension, man, and you know working that out and uh, you know giving back to the community. Once again, all of this should make Kayla see where home is. No. All right, man. I, I, look, I'm I'm just saying the boy got the he got another bag. He doing good. Kayla, come on home, baby. Come on home. Come on, man. He waiting for you. You know who he is. You unfollowed him on the gram. He ain't delete the picture of y'all yet. You know. And you on the gram acting up. And he just got another bag. And he giving back. So come on back. Come on. Come on, Kayla. Come on. Come on, you ain't, you, ain't, you ain't gotta do all that on the ground for that. You know. You know. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. I, I'm just saying, bro. Have y'all looked at her Instagram recently? It's something to see. Alright, let me get let me get off of this topic before I get myself in some look, I'm not trying to be in hot water. Alright, I'm not. But look, man, when the when the steam when the, it's coming from the kitchen, you gotta go look. No? Alright. Anyway, so <laughs> Kenny Clark, man. Nose tackle for Green Bay. He became the highest paid nose tackle in NFL history. Four years, seventy million dollar extension. Look, man, you gotta pay impact players. Uh Kenny Kenny Clark is one of the best uh defensive tackles in football. He, he's in the backfield almost every play. He's he's getting most pressures. He's getting sacks. He's he's an impact impact player. He's a run stopper, a true run stopper. And the and the Packers know, you know, he, he's a force on that line. So you look at the guys, you know, who else was is next. You know, it's just like, you know, you look at Aaron Jones, David Batiari, it's just like where you gotta pay your impact players. You have to. Um so that was I was happy to see that deal got done. I didn't want as a Packers fan, of course, I didn't want to lose Clark free agency Kenny because I know Kenny's a uh, he's a great player man and I want him to continue being a, a great player but in green and yellow of course of course was that everybody I think that was everybody that got paid man I think everybody you know saw their ducats so that's good that's good all right so hold on before I get to that before I get to Joe Judge can we talk about the Seahawks quarterback that got cut from the team not because of his play and his performance of practices uh, not because you know of injury or anything like that. It's because he tried to sneak, excuse me, a young woman into the team's hotel room. Sir. Sir. Seahawks uh, cornerback, Kima, what's this man's name? What's that? Kima, Kima Severand? Yeah, Kima Severand. Uh, he attempted to sneak a woman in, te- in a team in the team's hotel. Not only did he try to sneak her in, and you know, we found out, but he was on camera doing it. He was caught on camera. P probably called him to the office, sat him down. You know, P got the P got the you know got got the big TV in his office. He probably hit the button. You know, got the footage onto his TV. He probably said, "This you." And then relieved him of his duties and wishing him the best in his future endeavors. It's like, come on, dog. Like I was just I was saying this the other day to my uncle. I'm like, bro. Okay, they're not in a the bubble. These teams aren't in a bubble. But it's at the, it's just like, bro, go to work and go home. Go to work, go home. 
Go to the facility, go home. Go to the team hotel, go home. It's that simple. Protect, don't be dumb, man. Don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. Think think about it. You guys fall for the season. Same thing I said with, with, in, in baseball. You, you fall for the season. Don't be selfish and ruin it. When you're traveling, just go to the team hotel. Stay with the team. Order some room service. Play some Xbox. You, you don't got to go out. Ain't no need. Ain't no need to call no skeezers, no Jezebels, no pop-offs. None of the women that aren't, you know, women that you know personally or women that are already, you know what I mean? You you know what I'm trying to say here. None of the Instagram models need to be in your room or your team hotel room or at your crib during this time. Not only are you risking yourself, you're risking your teammates. You're risking the lives of your teammates and their family members and and everybody that uh, checks in and out of the team facility on a day and day out basis. It's just a risk. It's not necessary. All right. It's just something that doesn't need to be done. All right. This is this is crazy. Like the jokes write themselves, you know, but it's, at the same time, this is a very serious situation. I'm glad that the Seahawks. You know, where the I think they were probably the first to deal with a situation like this and, and and certainly won't be the last. But I'm glad that they show, bro, we're not playing. We're not playing around here. Now, the league has already implicated, you know, their um, rules and regulations. But I think each team will do what they want, not do what they want. But if they want to go further, just like the Seahawks did, they're not giving out. Um, pats on the back um, Slaps on the wrist It's like dog No, nah, you out of here I'm okay with that Don't care who you are man Like This is a very fragile situation You know um, That we're all still dealing with And We want sports We want the season to go correctly We want the games we played Don't be dumb And I Like bro I don't care if Rihanna Hit me It was like Hey can I come through? The answer is no. I you you, you can holler at me in February, January, um, but not today. Nah. Coach said I can't have company. That's it. And that's all. Like, come on, man, be smart, be smart. Um. Okay. So, got that out of the way. That was that was that was wild to me. I was like, that's crazy, but. All right, so yesterday I'm watching NFL Network, which I usually don't do. I usually don't watch um, sports TV before I have to get in here. But I, NFL Network, I last lot. Like I don't. I really, honestly, I do not. I don't watch First Take. I don't watch Skip and Shannon. Like I don't watch the um, everyday shows. You know the the back and forth panel shows. Like I'll see um, Undisputed You know I'll see that You know Clips of it on Twitter Or whatever But I really don't watch Those shows um, But I'm watching NFL Network And I see uh, They were talking about The Giants And Joe Judge You know New Giants head coach He's talking about The um, How he's running Training camp And he was talking About the jerseys And there are no names On the jerseys He was like Um he was giving us different reasons on why, you know, nobody had the names on their jerseys. I don't know why it rubbed me the wrong way, but it did. I just didn't like his demeanor. Like, I okay, cool. You don't want the names on the back of the jerseys. You don't know, get to know everybody without the names, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, uh, really? At this stage, like, that's like, okay, all right. 
okay, buddy. Um, okay, cool. Because a lot of, I mean, most teams usually don't. Like, he was like, he was trying to, like, I, I'm keeping the numbers on there because of the, the league, you know, trying to stay with the league. But like, so basically, he would want had would what would would a wow would have wanted to you know scratch the numbers and everything. Just everybody out there blank jerseys, but uh, no. So that rubbed me the wrong way. Then like about what an hour later, maybe two hours later, uh, I'm scrolling on Twitter and I see a article about Joe Judge. And how he's making players and coaches run laps when mistakes are made. Dog. This is not peewee football. Peewee football, we was running laps. And I wish as a coach, I wish another, I wish another coach would tell me to go run a lap. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. You go run a lap. Tell me. To go run a lap. I'm not a player. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? No way. I'm not running no coach. I'm not running no damn laps for no coach if I'm a coach. No way. No way. No way. You think Josh McDaniels can go run laps for Belichick? Do you? Do you? Do you really? That's not happening. That ain't happening, man. I don't know what Josh McDaniel. I mean, I don't know what Joe Judge is on. You guys know I didn't like Joe Judge coming into the season. Didn't like him when he was hired. Still don't know who he is. Like honestly, who the hell is Joe Judge? Um, outside of Joe Judge's family, I'm pretty sure those are the only folk who really know who Joe Judge is. Um, if you don't know, Joe Judge is where he is today because allegedly he had coffee with Bill Belichick. That's all we know about Joe Judge. Um, don't know, don't know. You know, he he's never been a head coach before. Um, he's never even been a, co- a head, you know, an offensive coordinator, D coordinator. No, 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 no. Um, the one time he was at that level, he was a substitute teacher, basically. Um, you know, Joe Judge, his specializes he specializes in special teams. Um. Joe Judge wasn't even a head coach in college. You know what? Wait a minute. Hold on, Judge. Hold on, Joe. I might have been wrong about that. Hold on, Judge. Hold on, Joe. I might have been wrong about that. You might have. You might have. Because I really look. I I I've been slandering you. You know since the beginning. So I may I may have jumped the gun on that one. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No. No, I did not. No, I did not. He was not even a head coach in college. He was an assistant. He was a linebackers coach. He's a special teams coordinator in New England. Right. A wide receiver coach in New England. That was his last job. And boy, did the wide receivers in New England struggle last year. Yikes. And this is now the Giants head coach. And and, and you telling me. Um. This guy is telling me to run laps. And as a player, it's just like, all right, I can go run these laps. But are we really buying into this? Is this really going to help me not make mistakes? Are we going to really buy into this type of leadership in 2020? Eh, I don't know. Especially if they don't win. If they don't win, ain't nobody trying to hear that run a lap BS. No, you run a lap. 
You run a lap. I'm not running a lap. No, sir. No, sir. We not we not winning. And you want me to take a lap? Yeah, you can take a nap, and knock you out. Playing with me, taking no damn lap. Joe Judge out his goddamn mind. If you think a grown another grown man like m- myself won't run a lap because I made a mistake. Oh, I'm a grown man out here. I ain't ten. Man, get out of here, Joe Judge. Who the hell is Joe Judge, bro? Joe Judge. Joe Judge got the head coaching job of the New York Football Giants because he shook hands with Bill Belichick a couple times. Eric Bieniemy had the Chiefs the hottest offense of the league. Got the Chiefs to the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl with the hottest offense in the league. He didn't even get the call. But Joe Judge. Joe Judge, though. Ran a couple errands for Bill Belichick. He he becomes the the head coach of the New York football giants. Hmm. Joe Judge. Joe Judge, ladies and gentlemen. Won a, won a couple Super Bowls on franchise mode with the Patriots. Ends up the head coach of the Giants. But, hey, that's, that's neither here nor there. All right. It is what it is. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, let's see what else we got to do. Um, talk about. Oh, wait a minute. The Washington football team made a big move uh, this week. So, Jason Wright is a former NFL running back, and he just became the first black president in NFL history. Also, the youngest at 38. So basically, he is the Barack Obama. Of the NFL He became the first black team president It's 2020 That's the year It's August 2020 We're 8 months eight months, Almost 8 months in a hole 2020 And we're still saying The first black this The first black that So what does that Not only Scratch what it, what it tells you about uh, The times But what does that tell you about the NFL When I, when I told you guys I, I, I gotta keep heaping this when we talk about the ownership in a league, this is this is what I'm talking about, man. We have one one black president, one out of 32 teams. It's 2020. But I would love, you know, congratulations though to to Jason Wright. I hope you know this wasn't a pity hire. And I hope, you know, he really does get to do some th- great things within the organization, but not, you know, all hidden agendas aside. I really like this. I think, you know, with the everything that the Washington football team is going through, has been through and, uh, you know, moving forward, we'll, we'll be dealing with. Um, I think, you know, they're becoming a very progressive team. I don't even think I got to talk about the guy situation. Glad they got him out of here. Domestic violence have, has zero place in in the in, in in society. Period, and especially in this league. You know, I'm I'm glad. You know, they showed that, and I hope he doesn't he doesn't need to be back in. If you if you cannot control yourself off the field when you're dealing with your significant other, you don't need to be on the field. You don't need to play football. We don't need. There's no room for that. There's no room for that. No room for that. I don't condone domestic violence in any form at all. That's just not okay. Not okay with me. 
You know, putting your hands on a woman as a man is not okay with me at all. Don't care what it is. Period. Point blank. But um so you know with the name change and and everything going on, you know, everything that the Redskins have been dealing with this offseason, I think this is a big progressive move. Um I'm not asking why now. I, I even though I said it's twenty twenty and but, you know, change is coming. You know, hopefully, you know, once again change is gradual. But it's a very progressive move for now looking like a progressive franchise. Um, I just can't wait till they find out what they're going to call themselves because calling them the Washington football team is starting to tire out my tongue. So, please, can we decide on something soon? Sincerely, management. But, no, oh, seriously, no. It's big, man. This is really a big move. So, congratulations to Jason, Jason Wright. Um, you know, hope he does some great things moving forward. Let's see. Oh, man, we got some injuries to talk about. So, Jared McCoy, defensive tackle for the uh, Cowboys, formerly with the Bucks. You know, he just signed a, what was that, a three-year deal with the uh, Cowboys, you know, and he tore it. I think he ruptured a tendon in his quad. That's the that's what it was narrowed down to initially. They thought it was the ACL. Either way, it's not looking good. I believe you know he's going to need surgery, and they're saying he's out for the year. Um, there was also a Raven that went down yesterday. He now he went down with a torn ACL. Let me see. That was a rookie too. Yeah, Iman Marshall. Iman Marshall. Yeah, they say he's done. He's placing him on the IR. So yeah, man, you hate you hate to see injuries, especially at this stage. You hate to see injuries anywhere in the game. You know, anytime, but especially when we we're just getting back. Season hasn't even started. There's no preseason. You know, we're getting right to business, and you're a couple weeks out in middle of August, and that's how it's it's over for you before it even gets started. That sucks, man. That sucks. Also, Baltimore, staying in Baltimore, they say streets say Dez Bryant is coming on up to, to, to see what he can do. Hey, man, if you can't get A.B., Dez Bryant isn't a bad plan B. I'm just saying. Dez hasn't played in a while, but he can still, I'm sure he can still go. You know, his workout videos say he can still go. Don't sleep on that. Do not sleep on that, man. I would not. I I don't know, man. Ravens fans, I don't know. I don't think you should be upset about the possibility of Des Bryant working with Lamar. Who else we got? Who else got Willie Snead, Hollywood, of course, and then your your tight ends, and then a running game. Hey, man, Des Bryant could be could definitely become you know the red zone, um, you know, red zone target that they need, um. You know the outside um, receiver they need—not speed, but a receiver who can work the sidelines. You know, and help Lamar with that. You know, throwing beyond the middle of the field and, and getting his eyes outside of that. So, definitely, you know, a veteran receiver like that could definitely help um, Lamar Jackson. So, hey man, I, I'm hey Baltimore. Don't don't knock that man. Don't knock that. And another plus, you know, if we're comparing. That to AB, you'll you'll get him for cheaper, and he'll be right on the field right away. You don't have to wait eight games for that. Get him right away. 
get him right away. And I think that's a that's a big upside to that whole situation. So, yeah, man, Des Bryant to Baltimore would not be bad. I don't think. I don't think that would be bad. Is that all we got for the football before we get? Wow, excuse me. <gasps> before we get to the NBA, man, I think that's all I have for the uh, you know the NFL roundup. All right. So, once again, like I said, man, I did not watch that much basketball yesterday, but I do know George, uh, George, Gordon Hayward was taken off the court with an ankle injury. So, we're going to keep keep an eye on that. Um, let's see some scores from yesterday. A couple scores from yesterday. Oh, here we go. Here we go. And I'll say what I, you know, I, even though, you know, the series have already started, I guess I'll say, you know, my who I think, you know, is going to finish it. Uh, let's see. Boston beat Philly. 109 101. I think I'm taking Boston in five. Um, Denver beat Utah 135 125. I'm taking Denver in six. Uh, Toronto spanked the Nets 134 116. I think that's uh, Raptors in four, pretty cut and dry. And the Clippers, the Clippers now, the Clippers played terribly, still won the game. But I think if KP stays in the game, I think the Dallas Mavericks win. And I'm still rolling, man. Mavs in six. That boy Luca gave him 42. 42. I'm still rolling, man. I'm still rolling with the Mavs in six. Oh, man. Wait a, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'll save that for the end. I meant to talk about the NFL stadium capacity. I thought that was interesting how, you know, different teams are doing their fan rollout. So I'll save that for the end because I didn't. I wasn't going to spend too much time on that, but I would have liked to have talked about that during the football segment. So that's on me. That's on me. We'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. All right, so I'm be completely honest with you. This is not be me being a Heat fan or or me being biased. I just think that we're talking about this Miami and Indiana series. I think it's disrespectful to the Heat that uh, anything beyond four games is is just disrespectful. I saw Miami in six. I no 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 no. That my the East these two games uh, these two series Miami and Indiana. Uh, that's that's over in four. Miami in four, and I'm in with Milwaukee and Orlando. I'm taking the Bucks in four as well. I think that's cut and dry, open book case. You know, open the open the book, look at it, skim it, close it. I think that's how easy that is. Uh, Miami has dominated Indiana all year, and I I just don't I just think that that they they have Indiana's number. I don't think that you know Depot can he is not enough and, and he'll be in Miami soon. All the Depot will be in, my, in Miami soon. Remember I told you guys that. But um yeah, so those two series I do not need to spend any time on. That's how I feel. Miami in four, Milwaukee in four. Uh, but now these Western Conference series, they're going to be interesting. They're definitely going to be interesting. I'm going to start off with the OKC in Houston. We're going to start off with OKC and Houston. So, OKC and Houston, you know, they played each other three times in the regular season. And OKC won the regular season series two to one. They played each other um, first couple games, you know, right when the season started, October 28th. And Houston won 116-112. So, Harden had 40. But with 21 of those points... Came from the free throw line. That's half of his points from the stripe. So if they don't foul Harden at all, <laughs> they win like by a lot. Like you know what I mean. Like that's a lot of points at the line. Then you know both teams struggled from downtown. 
But one thing to note, uh, Tony Ferguson of OKC, he went 0 for 1 from the field goal. You know, 0 for 1 from, from the field and 0 for 1 from 3. Um, and he played 19 minutes, 0 points in 19 minutes. But if he hits, if he hits both of those shots, OKC, OKC, you know, statistically, they win by one point. Um, so that was a close game. They played each other again on January 9th. Now, this game went a little differently. OKC won 113-92. to um, They held hard into 17 points. Russ uh, had 34. The rest of the starters combined for 14 points. So, OKC played some devastating defense. They suffocated the, uh, the Rockets, and they forced the action to Westbrook. You know, only holding, you know, holding Harden to 17 was big for them. Um, OKC won the rebounding battle that game, and four out of the, their five starters, four out of their five starters were in double digits. And I think, you know, defense really won that game for them. Then the last time they saw each other, the final time they saw each other, the regular season was January 20, January 20th. Uh, OKC won that game again, 112, 107. Harden shot one for 17 from three. Russ only attempted one three pointer and he went 0 for one. So they combined one for 18 from three. Uh, Harden shot nine for 29 or not. Yeah, yeah, nine for 29, I believe. Um, and they held uh, Tucker and Mecklemore to 11 points. CP3 had 28, Gallinari had 25, and Schroeder had 23. So what it really comes down to for OKC, right, is, you know, try to, well, no rust tonight. He's dealing with the quad. So try to take advantage of that. If you guys can get one this game tonight, today, if you get an early 1-0 on the Rockets, you're in good shape. You're in good shape. And it's, it, it comes down to the defense, man. Suffocate them. Suffocate them. Force the action. You know, you, you got to make hard and shoot the ball 30, 40 times. That's scary because they can go in, but make him shoot those dumb shots. Make him pull up from, you know, 40, you know, those long distance threes. Make him try to get the foul. But don't, please do not foul him. Do not foul him beyond the three-point line, okay? Please, please. I don't. We don't need to see any four-point plays or him shooting three, three free throws at a time. All night Like you, you don't need to see that We don't want That's not what we want to see So play some hard defense But do not foul um, And you want to get As far as the offense goes You know You want to take advantage Of the size You know Rockets They're not that big So Steven Adams You know You know You, you want to get down In the in the hole You know And, and keep You know Some of that action In the post But I, You know it, it, It's going to be a good series And as far as the Rockets go You know Just Don't shoot yourselves Out of the game you know, if you're not hitting from three, you're not hitting. It's not going to happen. Don't force it. Don't keep shooting until you make it because that's not a good strategy. By the time you do that, you're down by 16. And there's only two two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, so work for a good shot. Don't force it. And and just play, you know, play play fast, I would say, and play Rockets basketball. But as far as the series goes, man, I'm going OKC and six. It's stamped. I know my guy Dev is gonna enjoy that one. So yeah, man. OKC and six. OKC and six. I think I think that the you know the the Chris Paul revenge tour is 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 real and it's coming. And I'm rolling with OKC. 
I was sleep on OKC this year. I was. A lot of people were. I think they had, what, 0.2 chance of making the playoffs. And here they are in the bubble, in the playoffs, and I'm picking them to win in six. Yeah. Stamp that. Now, the main event, you know, the one versus the eight, the nine o'clock showdown on TNT, the Lakers and the Blazers. Now, I was, I think I said this last week. Was it last week? It might have been last week. Or, yeah, hold on, let me see, let me see something. Yeah, it might have been last week. I think I was talking about the teams that the Lakers didn't want to see in the first round. I think I said that they they did not want to see the Blazers because of, you know momentum and everything. I you know I I, I definitely agree with myself. You know momentum is real. Mo, Uncle Mo is real. But those close wins to close out the season. I don't know. I don't know. The close win over Philly. Uh, Dallas And then the close out Almost getting eliminated by the Nets Wow No man I just don't know I don't know They they don't look as scary as they did You know when I When I was looking at them last week I will say that They don't look as scary as they did But that's, that's the same thing with the, with the the um the Lakers, you know, this is not the same Lakers team that we were seeing before the work stoppage. I haven't seen anything from LA right now in the bubble through these eight games that make me say, yo, the Lakers are going to win it all. I am scared for the Lakers, but not in this series particularly. Let me tell you why. So these teams have played three times, of course. Late LA won the regular season series two one. Now no Avery Bradley, but he did not. He didn't play in one of these games. Also, he didn't have. He didn't even have an impact when he did. So that's that. That doesn't play a factor here, honestly. But let's take a look. So, first time they played um, was December the sixth. LA won one thirty six, one thirteen. Once again, this was the no Avery Bradley game. Bron and AD combined for 70, 70 points. Kuz and um, McGee were the other players in double digits. The Blazers went ten for thirty-four from three, and CJ only had fifteen points. Dame had twenty-nine, so they held CJ to uh fifteen. I think that's going to be key too. Um, to getting getting CJ McCollum out of the game, you know, keeping him at bay, and you know, making sure his production is low as possible. Because if that's the case, you know, Gary Trent's going to have to step up or or Melo's going to have to take those shots down the stretch because CJ's not on or CJ's going to be missing those shots. So basically, man, you want Dame to be trying to, you know, play that Dame time hero ball type type game. Um, so they played again December 28th, LA won 128-120. This was a, a game that Kuzma needed. He dropped 24. CJ once again only had 18. Uh, six Lakers won double digits. The Blazers once again struggling from three. Uh, the game, the last time they played each other was January uh, 31st. Portland won 127 to 119. This is the white side game. This is this is the this is what I I want to talk about White Side. This is the White Side game. White Side had 30 and 13. 13 for 14 from the field. Dame had 48. CJ once again didn't need CJ this game, but he did have 19. Um Lakers, you know, struggled from three. 
AD had 32 and 16. Him, Braun, and Kuz were the only players in double digits. Also, with this Blazers, and uh, I wanted to, you know, hit on this before I got too further, uh, too far away from it. But you know, this is the the Melo and Braun. You know, Melo and Braun, man. Again, you know, they've seen each other 40 times, 34 regular season games. Braun leads the season regular season series 25 and 15, and he's also four and one against Melo in the playoffs. So as far as Portland goes, little you know, Dame's on fire. Fire. There's no, there's no denying that Dame is Dame. Um, I think that the Lakers, you know, defensively, you look at Rondo, K, uh, Caruso. You know, these guards, these guards are going to have trouble. These guards are definitely going to try to have trouble with Dame, and they're going to have to step off there and try to, you know. Spray some water on that fire, but I don't. They going in, um, you know. Once again, like I said, you know the the close wins to close the season they, they make me nervous. Uh, Gary Gary Trent Jr. and Nurk they're going to be the X factors, and I think Whiteside will either be their downfall or their success. If Whiteside, Whiteside, Whiteside's not giving you thirty and fifteen every night. That's not happening. For one, that's not happening. That is not going to happen. Whiteside is not going to be that dominated that um that not that dominant every night. You might get that two games, maybe. Maybe. Um then you look at, you know, Melo and CJ, they're gonna have to hit everything. They're gonna have to hit their shots. They're gonna have to hit their shots. Um but like you know, the Blazers can live they can give the Lakers a fight. They can. They can. They have to make their threes. They have to make their threes and don't shoot yourself out of the game. You know, Dame can't get it all. Do it all. But, the, like, you know, this is not a David versus a Goliath, eight versus one. I don't think it's that. It's more like a, um, it's more like a, damn, how can I, how can I put this? Okay, it's more like a Rey Mysterio versus Brock Lesnar. It's like, yo, we could do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, a, a cool 619 springboard, like a 1-2-3, a quick 1-2-3 could happen. Like, we could surprise y'all. But then, you know, the suplexes start coming. Um, and then the F5 start coming. And then and then just the brute strength of you know it, it all starts raining down on you and it's like ah we really can't do this so that's how i look at this series it's like red mysterio versus brock lesnar it's like a chance that the blazers could get out early win a game early go up 2-0 early and really stun the hell out of the lakers but then it's like the flip side of that is like yo we could shut all that down and get y'all out of here quickly in five so I'm going with LA in five. I think the Blazers could get a game that would be a damn game or maybe a game Whiteside decides to play like he should play every night. But I don't see this this series being that competitive as far as a um, overall series. I mean, I don't, I don't think they're going to be blowout games, but I do think that LA will handle this better than some people think. Um, but they're going to have to play good basketball. Um, you know that you know play of LeBron. You know play LeBron is real. Um, AD just has to be AD. Kuz has to step up. Kuz has to hit his threes. 
um, and make the absolute most of all of his possessions, period. You know, Kuz can't have any bad possessions. That's that's He has to be that third guy. And the rest of the Lakers, man, they, they have to be able to maintain without Braun on the court, without AD, or AD on the court without Braun, or the worst of all, when they're both off the court, and Dame may be on the court. Like, they have to maintain. Like, when the Lakers, if the Lakers are up 12 or up 10, they have to be able to say, um, they have to be able to be, you know, still up when LeBron and, and, and AD check back in. Or, or if they're down, they have to be able to get the game back within 6-7 after LeBron gets a breather. You know what I mean? Like, play a role, man. Be the bench. Actually produce. Um, or you will lose and be in trouble. Seriously. Seriously. And get Whiteside in foul trouble. I think that's the easiest thing. Because I don't know what the hell Whitesides are going to do with AD. Um, shoot, even McGee could give him a problem. Like the white, the white, come on, dog. What the hell? Like, get that boy in foul trouble, and you will be okay. You'll be okay. Um, I think that's all I got for you guys today, man. This week. Um, so I'll be back next Tuesday, man. That's it. That's it. That's it. I I don't really I don't uh, we don't really got to talk about the stadium stuff. It's not that serious. Um, but that's all I got for you guys, man. So, you know, thank you once again for listening. Shout out to the listeners, the subscribe, you know, subscribers and everything. Oh yeah. Stay tuned. I got an announcement this week. Stay tuned. Um, and, and man, go to teespring.com slash electrify store. Get you an electrified t-shirt, man. Definitely do that. Uh, shout out to stadium scene TV. Um, and for the 107th time, man, I'm Eric Lyons and you have just been electrified.